Need your Minnesota United soccer fix? We've got it for you here. It's Loon Talk on Score North. Welcome in, Loons fans, to another week of Loon Talk. Jonathan Harrison here alongside my radio co-host, Dan Terrar. Dan, how you doing, sir? Hey, I'm doing great. Happy Tuesday. Happy Tuesday. We are recording this on a Tuesday night. Uh, after a Loons 3-0 win at the weekend, we're going to quickly three discuss... Goal explosion. <laughs> yeah, the three-goal explosion you've been teasing all season long finally happened. Finally. Uh, Throughout the show, we will get to the weekend review for Minnesota since there's two games since we last broadcasted. Uh, we'll right. talk about Emmanuel Reynoso, Franco Fragapane, Ethan Finley, the defense. Um, we'll also preview the next matchup. We'll take a look across the league. And, of course, we'll get to the ever-famous Write That Down segment, where this week it was good for one of us and not good for the other. So should be a fun segment, See, Shut, this fun is show Tuesday, coming up. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Saturday. Just four days till another Loons win. Yeah, there you go. Count down to the next win. Uh, if you don't remember, we are Loon Talk. You can find us anywhere you find your podcast. Do give us a rating, a review, and a subscription. It does help us get found. You can also go watch us talk soccer over on Scorner's YouTube channel as well. Go give us a thumbs up over there. It does help us get found as, there as well. Dan, we need let's to jump. get found. We, we need do. to get found as often as possible. <laughs> let's jump right into it. Minnesota United Week in Review. Uh, yes. Quickly. The quick three words week. I have, I think it's three words, if I'm counting correctly. Yeah, three <laughs> words for the 4-0 SKC route. It was bad. All right, moving on. Why we, so, why we talk, I don't want to talk about that. That's why I said we're moving on. Saturday, we'll completely talk about wipe it. that out. It's yep. gone. What? We had a game in Kansas City? When was that? The game at Kansas City? I don't really need to know about it, Loons fans. It I was bad. All right, moving on to Saturday. Yeah, Los Angeles whatever. Galaxy come to town. Massive game because stuff. of what happened the previous two games. Boy, this one—it yeah. felt—it certainly felt like a must-win going into it. Yeah, you know, I—you know—I hate calling games a must-win because if you call a game a must-win and you don't win, then what do you say? You kind of back—you <laughs> paint yourself into a corner. Well, it's a must-win game, and then you lose. Well, you know, the next one's a must-win now. So, but it, but it was—it was a lot of urgency, mm-hmm. and it would have sent their trajectory with three straight losses towards a team that looks like they're not going to make the playoffs. You know, there were there are all kinds of horrible things you can say if they had lost on Saturday. Yeah. But the good news is the team came out and played like a team that was had a lot of urgency and they knew that it was a, you know, really, really close to must win game, you know. And and it's great that they reacted that way and, and played. You know, we talked to uh afterwards we talked to coach and it was like, was it their best game? Well, close to it. And I, that's where I'd put it too, because they've had some pretty, they've had some matches where they won one nil and two one where they've played really, really well. Mm-hmm. Um, so you don't want to let this fact that they scored three goals completely cloud everything you're thinking, even though it's hard not to. Um, but yeah, you just don't know. But yeah, they did what they needed to do. Absolutely. All right, let's get to the the big performer of the night, Emmanuel Reynoso, making his return after a couple games off due to injury. Uh, back to MVP form in that one getting things started right away with a goal in the yeah. fourth minute, goal in the 20th minute, and he was all over the field on Saturday night. Yeah. Really essentially put the team on his shoulders and drug them to victory on Saturday. Yeah, he. this is what we saw. What, what, did, what did Emmanuel Reynoso play for us at the end of last season? Was it nine matches, I want to say? I think around there. Yeah. I think he had nine total. And this is what we saw and we were so excited about. Yeah. Where he just came in and took over a game. And not necessarily scoring goals. I think he only scored one goal last year, if I remember right, mm-hmm. and had seven or eight assists, you know, 
MLS assists. I know you don't like those, but I do. <laughs> so, and, and this is what we were so excited about. And then this season started and, and, and expectations were so high for this kid. And, and I was worried about that, that, oh my God, they, we might be expecting too much out of him. And he had moments, but not like he did the end of last season. And this is what, this is what, if you remember, this is what we saw last season, almost every night. Yeah. And, and now what we saw every night of the playoffs and it makes you wonder, doesn't it? If, you know, he's just been a little dinged up, a little nicked up, not, you know, maybe he's only playing at 85% and this rest he got more recently, he's at a hundred percent. And now we're seeing the real thing. And you know what? We'll find out come Saturday and, and see if he can string two together like that. Cause if he yeah. can string together matches like that, we, we don't lose. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if, if you have the Reynosa, you had, from the end of last year and, and as well as the playoffs, if you have that down the stretch, these final 10 games here, and then you go into the playoffs with that version of Reynoso mm-hmm. and this version of the defense that doesn't allow goals yeah. very often, I mean, take apart the, yeah, no, take aside no, the Kansas City game. We're, yeah. we're drinking our own Kool-Aid because we've right. been waiting for three goals. We got it. <laughs> but, and I guess it's an hour. Here we go. Let's go. Yeah. But here's the difference, though. It's the way they got them. Absolutely. You know, they didn't just – piecemeal and get a couple of good bounces and score. It was actually a dominant player. Yeah. And that, that, that does make a difference. Absolutely. That does make a difference. It gives confidence, not just to himself, which he, he, he obviously never lacks for confidence, but mm-hmm. at, at a certain point throughout the season, if you're playing like he did and you're not getting to the form, getting back to the form you had last year, you start to think, Oh man, this, this might be actually a little bit tougher than I expected, but then you see that he does that. So it gives him that confidence going down to this final stretch and it gives the confidence to the rest of the players, the rest of the tech that, Hey, if I get into this space, he's going to find me and he's going to get me a goal. Right. So he's, he's just, yeah, well, you know, he's a, he's a game changer and and we knew that last year and now we, we got to find him as he matures and gets more comfortable being here in, in this country and playing in Minnesota and with this team, that he can string, you know, more like that together than not. And and we know the talents there. Absolutely. There's, there's clearly, I was reading a, a story. I, I was looking back on some stories about him. It's something that was written about him after the season last year, right after the season. Mm-hmm. And they talked about him like he was the next superstar in this league. And that, yeah. you know, and, and, and it was because at that time we only had a, a fairly small sample size, but it was pretty darn impressive. And, and so I think his upside is we've still yet to see it. Um, you know, let's just hope. Because, you know, it's hard to even though we we both love Robin Lud and, and what he's done for this team, and and you know, there's a lot of players in this team that we really like and respect. But if there's one player you could pick to get hot that would make a difference down the the rest of the, what we got ten left, and mm-hmm. then the playoffs hopefully. Yep. Cross your fingers. Yeah. It would be it would be Reynoso because Absolutely. Robin Lud is going to do what Robin does. He's going to be steady. He's going to be consistent. He's going to be a great leader. He's going to work hard. And same with Ethan Finlay. They, they are what they are. But this kid's a difference maker, and you know, hopefully he can be that person down the stretch here. Absolutely. As Patrick Wea said, he's, the be- he's one of the top two number 10s in the league, and he's not number two. Is he? <laughs> I, he's, besides Carlos Heal, he's the best chance creator in this league right now. I mean, 
besides what Carlos Hill is doing for mm -hmm. New England Revolution, yeah. he's absolutely the best at what he does. And that puts him on par for one of the best number 10s in this league. Yeah. And if you have that going for you into the playoffs, you are a very dangerous team going along with this defense. Yeah, we'll absolutely. get to the defense in a little bit. But another guy who shined on Saturday, Franco Fragapane. Goodness gracious, his long dribbles. They wore me out, but they also wore the defense out because those long, impressive uh, dribbles up the field really helped offset the Galaxy defense a number of times, including on the second goal. His two assists on the night, really impressive, especially on the Finley assist with a well-timed and placed through pass. But Franco Fragapane had himself a night. It's, he's not going to get a lot of the credit because Emmanuel Reynoso is taking all the headlines, but Franco Fragapane had himself a night. Yeah, and you know, that's what you want. You want guys that, that have where you can look at him and say, wow, he played great, even though he didn't score a goal. Um, he's we saw what he can do with open space. Yeah. And I think we, we, I think now we can look back in hindsight and realize the reason why he struggled, obviously he was hurt for a while, but mm -hmm. why he struggles. Cause when, when Reynoso went out, then that space disappeared. And yeah. all of a sudden Emmanuel Reynoso's back in, he draws so much attention. All of a sudden uh, Franco's running around going, where is everybody? You know, he's having a good <laughs> right. time out there. It's like, it was like, yeah, it was like schoolyard ball. You know, it was like nobody around. And, and then so, when those guys went to cover Franco Fragapane, they left Emmanuel right. Reynoso wide open for two easy goals. Right, and he did, there were a couple of the there were a couple of the, the most mature, calm goals I've ever seen a kid score. Yeah, it was just I'll take my time. Oh, I'm going to pick my spot and I'm going to deliver a nice clean strike. And they were really really nice goals. So yeah, uh, you mentioned Robin Lud. He uh, he got the start up top as the false nine. I know a lot of Loons fans are just like, ah, the false nine again. We're going back to this. But if it works. Get over it. Get over it. Get, you know? Yeah. If it works, get over it. I mean, it scores. They scored three goals in it with it on Saturday. They looked super dangerous in the attack. And they didn't have a whole lot of possession. They had 35% of the possession on Saturday night. And they didn't need it. They didn't need much more because they tested Jonathan Klinsman yeah. time after time after time on Saturday. And. The false nine worked, and Robin Lode was impressive dragging the opposition defense into places they didn't want to be, leaving space for Fregapane, Reynoso, and Ethan. Minnesota fans, you get to the Western Conference Finals with a false nine, and you're plugging your nose. Get over it, you know? <laughs> Move on, you know? It's, sure, we'd all like to have uh, that true number nine who's going to bang in 20 we goals don't. a season. But we if, don't. if it's not happening, and this other and way it works, live with it and be happy with it. And you know what? Stop looking for it this season. It's not happening. <laughs> Get, Definitely not you know, happening. Do you know? Dance with the girl you brought to the dance. You know, this is what there's, we have. There's no more. And her free name agents. is Robin. <laughs> there's no more free agents we're gonna find no, sitting on get over sitting it. at home. Yeah, because the one we found didn't really do much for us to begin with. Yeah. So, uh, Ethan Finley ran his socks off. Uh, really Always caused does. caused problems yeah. for Julian Araujo, who couldn't get into the attack like he likes to. Uh, was forced to basically sit back and cover Ethan all night. Um, and the Galaxy center backs had trouble with Ethan as well. I mean, he his run on the third goal, so well-timed, but it still looks like it's offsides. Yeah. You know what? We and The funny thing was, normally, it seems like when it's a call that we think might go against us, we've got to watch it for 10 minutes, and yeah. VAR takes <laughs> right. forever. So I was expecting to see that six, eight more times, but we really only got a chance to see it once. Yeah, the and VAR it wasn't check on it was super down. quick. And it was done, so good. Yeah. Finally, you know, hey, not, we don't have to complain about the officiating. And um, but yeah, Ethan Ethan Finlay just is a workhorse, and he's a guy that you know we we thought maybe we were going to lose him earlier in the season, um, and thank God we didn't. 
Yeah. Know, because he works his rear end off every time he's out there and, and he runs hard. He's fast enough still to make a difference. And, um, yeah, if I'm, if I'm LA, you know, LA Galaxy, their defense is, to me, is suspect. I just, I, I'm, I'm surprised they're as high in the standings as they've been able to stay, but they've been able to stay that high in the standings because they score a lot of goals. So, um, you know, they, they, their defense gives up goals, but they score a lot. So it's, it's probably a little more entertaining soccer than, than what yeah. we've been playing, but um, not any more effective. So I just came up with my one big question, so I don't have a banner mm. for it for the YouTube video, but I need just the sound. Just making it up as you go? Yeah, I need the sounder big, for it. Big question. question All right, one big question. question. question, question. With, with how the attack performed yes. on Saturday night. Oh, boy, here we go. Do you change it going forward? Do you stay with the false nine? Do you stay with going Ethan for- Finley out at the right? Do you change it going forward, knowing that's going to put that's going to bench Audrey Nunu going forward? At, if you're talking about going forward, as in Houston on Saturday, yeah, for absolutely the rest of the season, not. absolutely not. As long as that foursome up front is producing and you're winning and they're healthy, I don't touch it. Yeah, I don't. I don't. Audrey Nunu can sit on the bench. I don't care. We've had we listen listen there we have a we, should we make a list for next week of the number 9s we've had that mostly sat on the bench <laughs> right I mean there's so many of them Angelo Rodriguez and, and most of them most of them deserve to be sitting there Yeah yeah And the way Adriana New has been playing and the lack of scoring he deserves to be on the bench so now as long as that foursome up front is is producing and the team's winning don't change a thing no yeah. I'm, got, I'm kind got, of with you there. You got you can bring him in in the in the seventieth minute. You can bring him in the sixty fifth minute. You can you know, and if it's a match where it looks like Audi might fit in better up front, then put him in it. Yeah. yeah, I'm not worried about at this point. You know, there was a lot of talk about earlier in the year about Adrian being how to approach Adrian Anu, and mm-hmm. you know, kid gloves, tough dad. How do you approach the guy? You know, I don't care anymore. There's ten matches to go. I'm not worried about, you know, Anu's feelings. If he, yeah. if he needs to be on the bench, leave him there. I think with how this season has played out and how close you are to losing a playoff spot, yeah. and you just climb back into the playoff spots on Saturday, with how close you are to losing your playoff spot, don't change what's working. I mean, if no, this was early can't. in the season and you had time and you had standings in the Western mm-hmm. Conference, if you, had play, if you had points to kind of blow away, then maybe try and get his confidence back. But at this point, you're at the, the tail end of the season – Every single point matters. Yeah. You have to go with what's working, and what's working right now is that false nine. I don't change it. I hope that you know the time off from starting kind of relieves some of the pressure he might feel on his shoulders the next season he comes in firing. But at this point, I'm not worried yeah. about it. Nope. Play on, as they say. <laughs> Absolutely. All right, so enough with the attack because the defense put on a show as well on Saturday. Uh, what else can be said about a group that limited the Galaxy to just eight shots, only two on target, despite L.A. Yeah. having over eight, over 65% of the possession on Saturday? Yeah, they, they, it was it was actually it got boring in the second half because <laughs> L.A. had the ball the entire time and they never got the ball inside the 18. Um, they got the band back together. You know, Chase was off his uh, his yellow card accumulation suspension, yep. and and Boxy is and Debassi are there, and Metanair just keeps you know marathoning it up that right side. So um, yeah, they all got back together. There, I could think of one little hiccup where there's a little miscommunication, but other than that, it was perfect. And yeah, um, how do you play with a lead? You know. You let exactly the other like team that. possess the ball outside your final third, and you limit the number of even. They, 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 I mean, LA just couldn't even get; they couldn't even cross the ball from the wings inside very often. Yeah, no. and if they did, 
it seemed like Minnesota just stepped in front of it and headed it out of the 18 and it was done. So yeah, the defense was spot on after, you know, playing the last match, which we don't speak of Voldemort. We don't speak of, uh, in Kansas Kansas city, they were horrible. (laughs) And, you know, the sign of a good, whether you're talking about a team or a a defensive unit or forwards, the sign of a, of a good team is the one that, bounces back with that kind of a performance it's what more could you want you give up four you, the defense looks just awful and then they get a clean sheet against a, a good team so yeah they 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 shut everybody up is what they did so i'm gonna go with the odds that you would make a harry potter reference before i did on this podcast were pretty slim that's no no you gotta remember my kids are your age Fair so enough. Harry yeah, Potter true. was Harry Potter was a big part of the house. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. My kid yeah. wanted me to read him read him the books, and I started, and he's like, "Eh, I'd rather listen to Spider Man stories. Do those <laughs> wow. instead." Like, okay. <laughs> All right. I'm not going to complain. Yeah, he says he's just a muggle. <laughs> <laughs> ah, if only he got that reference, but he's too bu- too busy yeah. back there on his iPad. Um, yeah, Tyler Miller and the defense just—I mean—they were rock solid on yeah. Saturday night, and I think my favorite moment of the match it besides the three goals from Minnesota was when Greg Vanny, the head coach of the LA galaxy in the 59th minute went with three substitutions that absolutely unbalanced the lineup as he brought off a center back in favor of an attack minded midfielder, as well as two other attacking substitutions. Mm -hmm. It meant that Minnesota had to defend a gal against a galaxy side that at times left just one guy in defense to stop a (laughs) counter attack. (laughs) I, for a million dollars, I could not tell you what formation they were playing. Nope. I had had no idea. No, I don't had, know what that was. They had two center forwards. They had a winger, and then like four midfielders. It was like and then it was like a two one fullbacks. Four, it was like a yeah. one four three. Yeah, two. I don't know. I don't know. It was weird, but I it don't was know messed it was. up. But I loved Greg Vanny <laughs> just being like, "All right, I have all this attack. I have all this money in the attack. Let's put them on and see if we can get back into this." And they didn't. But yeah. it was still fun as hell to watch Greg Vanny just be like, "All right, here's all my chips. They're in the middle." Take yeah, it no, leave it. no, he went all in. He went all in. And why not? At this time of the year, Absolutely. you're down on the road. Why protect it? Why protect the loss? Go for it. So, yeah, eh, eh, didn't work, but. <laughs> <laughs> so that leaves Minnesota in the standings after that one. And now that we are at this end of the season, we can start talking about standings. You gave me permission in the post-match show. Oh, to yeah. Start talking well, about standings of course so. now, but not when you're two games into the season, you don't. So after the game and after the weekend of action, uh, Minnesota now sits seventh place in the Western mm-hmm. Conference, thirty-four po- on thirty-four points. They're two points behind Real Salt Lake in sixth, and just four points behind the Galaxy, who sit in fourth in that final home playoff spot. Uh, but they do have a game in hand on the Galaxy, so they could get within a single solitary point of yeah. that spot. Yeah, it's nice to have that game in hand, isn't it? Um, it's so weird always... how we went from Wednesday <clears throat> feeling like. Ah, crap. Well, there goes any chance of hosting a playoff game to all of a sudden, hey, now we're right back in it. <laughs> you know, isn't that funny? And if, if, if they had, had, God forbid, if they had lost on Saturday to L.A., can you imagine? I don't want to think about it. No, I know. I'm just going to chill up my spine. That would have been horrible. So, yeah, it, it, it's funny. And that's the way it's going to be these last 10 matches. You know, Absolutely. same thing will happen on, on Saturday. You know, if Minnesota wins, you're going, hey, we're right there. We're right. If they should lose. Oh no, we're not. We're not going to make the playoffs. You know, it's just, yeah. <laughs> it's just changing. And that's what that's what you know. One thing I've really enjoyed these last you know four years is watching how every year the Western Conference is comes right down to not only 
playoff spots, but home field advantage and even the top of the league sometimes. And that, that, that just makes it fun. It's great for fans. Um, boy, it keeps teams on their toes having to play their best right through to the end. Nobody gets to coast and rest players before the playoffs. Yeah. That's, that hardly ever happens. So I think that's kind of neat. Yeah, absolutely. I love the competitiveness of the Western Conference. As as you mentioned, next up, Saturday, September 25th at Allianz Field, Minnesota yep. hosts the Houston Dynamo. They'll play them for the third time this season. They've won the past two uh, games already this season. Pre-match Sweet. starts at 6.30 p.m., 7 p.m. kickoff. You can sweep. listen to us on Score North on AM 1500, Score North mobile app, live.scorenorth.com. Dan, I hear you calling for a sweep. Sweep. I don't have a broom, but I'd hold it up if I did. Yeah, uh, is, the, Texas is bad. Yeah, Texas is horrible. Let's I mean, just we'll get to Texas. We'll get to Texas in a little bit and across and look across the league. Um, but Houston unbeaten though in their last three matches, two wins and a draw. The last four matches, a guy who hadn't played in, since probably the second or third game of the season, Darwin Quintero has featured. He scored a goal and had an assist in the past four matches. Look out! Might we see the scientist make his return to Allianz Field? You know, we the last two times we played him, you know, we're looking, where is he? There's nowhere to be found. And yeah. and we couldn't we couldn't find any information that would confirm that he was hurt. It just seemed like Tad Ramos had benched him and didn't want to play. Yeah. yeah. Well, and we all understand why that could be. I mean, they were um, playing a high pressing system. I mean he didn't really fit yeah. that because he didn't like to press. Or run the other direction. <laughs> help <laughs> These out. These things Tend help, to help, help you his, play more. Help his teammates. Didn't like to do that, though. Um, I, don't, I hope he plays. I mean, he's one of those players. And don't get me wrong. God, I, I loved it when he was here because he was so capable at any moment of doing something spectacular. Um, yeah, when he was on, he and, was on, and he was amazing to watch. Right. Yeah, no, it just wasn't often enough, and he didn't you know, didn't play the other parts of the game very well. But uh, So, yeah, I hope he plays. I mean, I hope he's not successful against us. But, yeah, I want to see him play. He's a, he's a dynamic player who's very – very entertaining to watch. So, yeah, bring him on. Let's bring him on. I hope it's cold, really cold, because then he'll stand around with his hands in his sleeves and <laughs> hop around out in the middle of the pitch somewhere. Well, I don't so. want it to be cold because then it'll be cold in the, <laughs> the, the, the press box. I haven't, I haven't had to break out the heater in a while. I have to yeah, bring you haven't little, brought that to Allianz Field bring yet. that little heater and just put it right between my legs. <laughs> Houston, five wins, 10 losses, 11 draws this season. 26 points out of 26 games. They are 0-7-6 on the road this season. They're still looking for their first road win. I believe they are the only team in the league that has yet to win at least once on the road this season. So there's the uh, jinx, Minnesota fans. It's going to happen. Yeah, go for as it. As it does not, with every Minnesota sports can't team. Can't scare me. I ain't, I ain't scared of that. <laughs> <laughs> nah. All right, time for a look across the league. Once again, you are listening to Loon Talk. You can find us anywhere you find your podcast. Do you give us a rating, a review, and a subscription. Go also watch us over on Scornos YouTube channel. We do put up the shows there in video format as well, where we have fancy graphics backgrounds and a cool ticker on the bottom that tells you where to listen to us in all the final scores and yes. previous games. Um, so look across the league. The big news today coming out just a couple hours ago. New CONCACAF Champions League format begins spring of 2024, uh, features 27 teams, a drastic expansion of this operation. Uh, 22 teams start in the first round, with five more entering in the next round, which would be the round of 16. Participants will come from MLS, Liga MX, the Canadian Premier League, and from three regional cup competitions that will occur in the fall of 2023. Three of those places will come from an expanded Leagues Cup that from 2023 will feature every single team from MLS 
and Liga MX competing over a unique month-long tournament. So next season, there will be a month-long break in the league while MLS teams play Liga MX teams. Your thoughts? I don't approve. No, you don't want the the month. I don't want a month long break. (laughs) No, it's so weird. There's too many breaks already. So when would that be? Would that be where the? I don't think they decided when the scheduling is going to be for it. But with if you think about it, if you're a team that is in the upper echelons of MLS, you not only now have a month long break to play in League's Cup, which will Mm -hmm. face, which will feature every single team for both leagues. For the first time ever, you also now have a condensed schedule the rest of the way. So you got to fit in 34 league games. You have to fit in a U.S. Open Cup run. You have to fit in Champions League, now League yeah. Cup, and whatever friendlies your team decides to play at that moment. All right. These rosters are going to need to be expanded. The budgets are going to need to be expanded if they're going to try and do this starting next year. So I imagine a significant cap boost coming down the pipe because that's the only way I can think that MLS plans to compete in any of these tournaments and do it successfully. Yeah. I just, I just feel like, you know, these breaks, even when it's just two weeks, it just feels like such a, such a disruption. And, and, and if you're talking about a month break, I mean, that's a long time. What do you do with the guys that aren't active and what do you do with the guys that, you know, I don't know. Um, it, It poses a lot of problems. I mean, Hey, listen, you know, a month break in the middle of summer to, to be able to go to the lake and, and do some things. And, and, <laughs> right. And, 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 I mean, that's great because summer's so short here in Minnesota. But as far as just the, the playing and the game itself, it just, it's, just, it's just so, it's so un-American. We don't do that in this country. <laughs> we, we don't. Take a month-long takes, break. No. Nobody takes a break. We barely take two or three days for our Major League All-Star games and our NHL All-Star games. You know, the players are gone for about two days for that, you know. Yeah. And then they're back. So, yeah, this is weird. It, it just – I don't – I'm not a fan of it. I, I'll, I'll gladly enjoy some extra weekends off in the summer. That's fine. But uh, if it was up to me, I would say, now find another way. It does mean – I mean, if you're thinking about it from a league standpoint, that the schedule – <laughs> or the season will have to start earlier. It can't start at the end of earlier March. We're not going to get whenever. done till December. I mean, what are you going to start they, in January? Well, next season they have to end before November because the World Cup takes place at the end of November. So they can't go into November like they used to. They're going to have to. When's the MSL MLS Cup schedule for this year? Because the playoffs don't even start uh, till the second week in November. The Cup final is the first week, I believe, of December. But they can't have that next year because the World Cup is in December <laughs> next year. So we're going to so, start in January. We're going to have to, and it might mean that we all finally, all of us who kind of look at the weather and travel in this league, finally (laughs) might get our wish. We're not going to have Texas or games in Texas in the middle of June. Those are going to be taking place in January and February. (laughs) Yeah. And I I get it. I totally get it. I understand that because we're running a league. Yes. We're running a league where our, most of our premier players are from other parts of the world Mm -hmm. and they've got things that they're going to leave for and they're going to play and they're going to compete in. And so we either have to have some really crappy soccer for a month or we got to take a break. Yeah. I mean, you got your choice because if all the best players are gone, you're, you're kind of screwed. So I get why they do it. I, I, I'm not, I'm not ignorant to why this has to be this way, but it's like I said, it's just not what we're used to in this country where most of our other our other professional sports leagues are the best. Right. And we don't have to work around other schedules. Right. So that's, and that's just the way it is. And, and you know, the better Unless it's hockey in the Olympics. Yeah, that's true. 
And that's if the so, NHL allows the players to go. Right. So it is what it is, but yeah, we'll, we'll see how it works out. But yeah, things will have to change. You're right. Yeah. If that's the way it's going to be, there's going to, there's going to be some changes in the way teams are structured and, and the way they're, you know, the money they can spend. And yeah. so, um, it also does my, it probably means that we have a shorter off season compared to the five month long off season we've had in the past. It might <laughs> now have to be yeah. what the rest of the world is in three months, which would be yeah. a thankful change because five months without your team's playing is just a ridiculous amount of time. I mean, with how yeah. this sport is played everywhere else, you get a three month break and then you're back at it. I mean, five months is, is insane. Yeah. Um, uh, other news across the league this week, FC Dallas rather surprisingly parted ways with Luchi Gonzalez this week. Most recently they lost to Houston this past weekend. They have struggled this season. They're 11th in the West, seven points out from the last playoff spot, but he did lead. Why, Dallas. why does that, why does that surprise you? Well, I mean, he, he led Dallas to the playoffs the first two years in charge with teams that weren't really playoff teams. And then they go out and sell all their best players because they're all the young players from the Academy. The man mm-hmm. was an integral part of how that Academy came to be the Academy that we know it as has one okay. of the best, if not the best in, in America where Bayern Munich is partnering with them. One of the best clubs in the world is partnering with FC Dallas and all their players are going and being sold for millions of dollars. And this guy is, Part of the reason, if not the biggest reason, why that academy became what it is, and they get rid of him after three seasons. I mean, yeah, this season was disappointing, but you also have Ricardo Pepe absolutely blossoming into one of the best goal scorers in the league. He's up there Mm -hmm. in the golden boot race at 18 years old, Um, and then you got rid of basically your defense over the past couple years by selling off a couple of your defenders and your midfielders. So it confuses me because it's, it's a move that feels like they wanted to win but then the front office wasn't making moves to actually win. Yeah. Makes you wonder if there's more below the surface to that, because you make, you make great points and you've completely changed my mind. Cause when I first heard it, I thought, eh, you know, with what they're, but right. you made a really good point and it makes you wonder then if there's something else going on that we don't know about. Maybe, exactly. he, wa- maybe he wanted out. Maybe he had a, didn't have a good relationship with the sporting director. You know, who knows? I mean, there could be so many things other than, what's happening that we can see. Right. Um, so, but you know, what do you know? Who do you replace them with? You know, that, that to me, that's always the question. You want to get rid of a coach. Okay. Tell me who you're going to replace them with first. Yeah. And with, this, with you, the way they're built and the way they want to operate by basically having an Academy that funds everything else, you right. need a guy who's going to be focused on playing youth and not afraid to afraid to play those. Luchi Gonzalez was that guy and you got rid of him. And it, does, yeah. it doesn't make sense. So the the move is really questionable. I mean, there's, like you said, it it begs you to wonder if there is something else beneath the surface that's going on. But yeah, yeah it's it's a questionable move, and I just don't understand it. Yeah. Um, other news, final news bit from around the league this week. Uh, Seattle Sounders Nicholas Ladero underwent his second knee surgery of the season. He's already missed 19 of 26 matches across all Ooh. competitions this year for Seattle. He had returned actually to action recently for Seattle, featuring in a couple games most recently. And then, but uh, Brian Schmetzer, their head coach, said Ladero will be back this year because they said it was just a cleanup thing from his last surgery. So uh, they really? have they have what ten games left of their season, then their playoff run, which will probably be extensive because they're the Sounders and that's what they do. So he could feature later on this season, maybe in the playoffs. But they're going to be without Nicholas Ladero for a couple games here. Yeah, and that's a team that you know is is they have some depth, obviously, mm-hmm. but 
That's a tough one. I, as soon as you, as soon as you said that he was having that surgery redone, I thought, well, there's no way he's coming back. But you know, now with some of the technology, with some of the uh, scope surgery, they can go in there and clean up some bone. I'm guessing they left either some edges or some bone fragments in there. They're going to go in and clean that up, and you know, he could be back in three, four weeks. So um, it's kind of crazy. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so that's that rounds up our look across the league section. So that means it's time for our favorite segment of the week. Write that down. And this week is a little bit interesting, Dan. Um, mm-hmm. If you haven't been paying attention to what we do here over on Loon Talk, write that down is our weekly segment where we make three soccer related predictions. At least one of them has to be Minnesota United related. We'll keep track of the correct predictions throughout the year. We'll call them goals. And the most goals at the end of the year wins the highly coveted golden boot. And Dan, Time for an accountability session. The boot. And this one's going to be a fun one for all of us. Yuck. Um, So a lot of red on the board, only one bit of green (laughs) on the board. Uh, We'll get to me first here. Okay, that's enough. Let's just move on. (laughs) Like the SKC match, it was bad. Move on. Uh, I said Minnesota United will get at least four points in their next two games. Those next two games were Sporting Kansas City, LA Galaxy. Well, they only got three. Nothing. Nothing came off the board correct for me this week, unfortunately, so I sit at 14 goals. Dan, you had three predictions last week, and all three yep. were incorrect. There was a clean week. sheet at Sporting Kansas City. So I was <laughs> Not close. for Minnesota. <laughs> I was close. There was a clean sheet, though. So yeah, but close. you said Minnesota United will get the clean sheet, so yeah. you were wrong there. Oh, you said, let's, just pick, let's pick it apart now. Okay. You said Robin Lode will score Wednesday night if he yeah, plays. He played. I'll stand by that. He didn't yeah, score. Maybe he'd score. Yeah. <laughs> And then you said the home team will win all Tuesday night MLS matches. Well, there was a couple draws in Inter-Miami beat Toronto yeah. on the road. So Yeah, that was a dumb one. I'm not doing that again. And uh, Cal and Williams said back on September 7th that before the end of September, there will be another firing of a head coach in MLS. I texted him after the Luchi Gonzalez thing happened. He goes, okay, I didn't expect that one to happen. No, <laughs> there was there was a few that you would have thought first, but yeah, yeah. Chicago. good for him. Good Chicago for him. Yeah. yeah. So Cal gets that one right, gets another one on the board for the guests. So that means the guests are up to four goals this season. They are mm-hmm. 50% on their predictions. Mm-hmm. Dan, you and I still sit at 14% for the seat or 14 goals yes, for the season. So right. hasn't been a good run for us, but we'll get there. No, still got time left in the season. I promise. So that means it's time for us to make more stupid predictions. Dan, I believe <laughs> I went <laughs> yeah, first last time. I get to go first because I can make the stupidest ones. All right. This one, uh, first one I call three, two, one. Three, two, one. I like yeah, three, two, it. I like one. your themes. Versus Houston, Minnesota will again score three goals. Ooh. Back to back, baby. Oh, three boy. goals. There will be two yellow cards in the match, and Houston will score one or less goals in that match. Okay, that's three, a lot two, to write one. down here. Write it Houston down. Houston will score one or less um, goals. Yes. I'm just typing this down here at this point. You gave me a lot there to write down. All right. That's I like, I like that. that. That means an exciting match here on our hands. Yes. We didn't have a whole lot of yellow cards on Saturday. So give me three goals, two yellow cards, and hopefully no uh, goals by Houston. One My first write this down, Dan. Yep. Darwin Quintero will start against Minnesota on Saturday, mm-hmm. but he will not score or assist on a goal on Saturday. Okay. So he won't do much of anything. But if he, does, if he doesn't start, then you're, then you're done. Then I'm done. So, so he has to start. That's a start. Okay. Yep. Darwin. Start, but he won't score or assist. Okay. And okay. that's MLS assist, too. This oh, is the one time well, I'll take an MLS assist. Oh, sure. Assist. Now you'll take it. Yeah, that's uh, <laughs> a coward. Okay. My second, write that down. All right. Darwin Quintero, if he starts against Minnesota on Saturday, 
will score a goal or an assist. Oh, Write that okay. Down. I see what you're doing now. <laughs> I'm going on defense. I'm going on defense. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, uh, I I figured you'd try well, that at some point him. here. I shook him up. I flustered him. I love this. You're trying to get back in the lead. Okay. I'm trying to You're either going to get out. back in the lead or you're going to give me a bigger lead here. All right. I'm pushing in all the chips. <laughs> all right. My second write that down prediction. Minnesota will beat Houston on Saturday with a clean sheet. Ooh, write that down. All right, clean sheet. Okay. Yep. All right. All right. All right. My third. My, yeah, my third one, and I had this uh, in mind for two, but you gave me an opening, so I took it. Uh, <laughs> so I moved this number three. Is Tyler Miller will get the win, and he will have to make three or less saves. Wow! Another three stellar... or less saves. We'll get the win in three or less saves. Three or less saves. Hey, buddy, how's it going? <laughs> I don't know what he was doing there. I mean, he has headphones and an iPad. All right. Um, Stretching his legs. He's just moving yeah. around a little bit. He got sick of late on the couch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he wanted to check on his baby brother here who's sleeping, thankfully. Um, God, you are just you are just Mr. Super Dad. Yeah, one sleeping. Yeah, one hooked up to a video game. You got one wired in and the other one's sleeping. And then there's me. <laughs> there's three kids trying to manage on our own tonight and you're doing all this with a root canal man you are a warrior Ugh. yeah don't remind get me up, about the root get canal. up I'm you're trying fine. To, I'm trying to forget about it. get up you're fine <laughs> yeah should any player take a dive on saturday i'm wa- i'm walking down to the field myself and telling him look son yeah. you don't have a tooth that wants you to rip your, half your face out i'm i'm broadcasting with a uh with a, root, <laughs> with a tooth that needs a root canal get yeah. up you're fine all right, my final write-that-down prediction as we play injured here on Loon Talk today. Seattle will beat Club Leon in the League's Cup final. Uh, I believe it's tomorrow night. Yep, tomorrow night, September 22nd. They play Club Leon in the League's Cup final in Las Vegas on ESPN2 at 9 p.m. Central Time. And okay. that would be a big upset because yeah. MLS clubs generally don't beat Liga MX clubs, especially Liga MX clubs that are near the top of the league in Liga MX. So I'm thinking because of Leon's recent form, Seattle has the inside shot here. Give me Club Leon losing to Seattle in the League's Cup final. Write that down. Wow. Got it. You know, if there was a team that if there was a team that you would pick that could do that, Seattle just seems like the type of team that might might pull that off. There might be a bet there might be better teams that but yeah, they're the one. So cool. Good stuff. Yeah, if we can't if we can't get an MLS team to win Concacaf Champions League, let it be League's Cup first. Then I'll take it. Well, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> take what we can get. All right, that has been a shorter version of Loon Talk this week. But wow, what happened? We made it short. Well, oh, we it's because we skipped about, one whole match. Yeah, yeah, we skipped one whole match. <laughs> That's why. <laughs> I like it. We we skipped the match that shall not be named. So yes. <laughs> All right, that's been Loon Talk for this week. A shorter version of it. Dan, good stuff tonight. We will talk to you Saturday at Allianz Field. Saturday for a big night at Allianz. Can't wait. Thanks, Jonathan. 6.30 p.m. pre-match, 7 p.m. kickoff on Score North. Score North on AM 1500, Score North mobile app, and live.scorenorth.com if you want to join us. Please do join us. It's always a fun time. Uh, we will talk to you next week, Loon fans. Have a good one. To be your best every day, you need proven quality sleep every night. Science proves your best sleep is vital to your mental, emotional, and physical health. And that's where the sleep number bed comes in. And let me tell you, ever since I've had it, my sleep IQ score is just going higher and higher 
And did you know 8 out of 10 couples say that one of them sleeps too hot or too cold? Science tells us regulating your sleep temperature leads to higher quality sleep. For many couples, temperature struggles are a real challenge. So here are some tips to help you both sleep just right. Look for beds designed with temperature benefits such as the new Sleep Number Climate 360 smart bed that actively warms and cools each side so you both sleep blissfully comfortable. And now save 40% on the Sleep Number 360 special edition smart bed. Plus special financing for a limited time. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com slash podcast one. Sleep Number, the official sleep and wellness partner of the National Football League. Subject to credit approval, minimum monthly payments required. See sleepnumber.com for details.